you want to open your Bibles to Hebrews 12, verse 1. We're going to take this verse, I don't know if it's one you're familiar with, it should be, Hebrews 12, verse 1, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Tonight, um... And if you're, again, like, welcome, if you haven't been here for a while, we're working through character this summer. And character is how are we being changed, made to be like Jesus? What are the things that are changing in our lives so that we are more and more like Jesus? Character is who you are when no one's looking. When it's, you come to that, dark night of the soul, or when you come to that exuberant place of absolute euphoria on a mountaintop, who are you? What is it that radiates out of you that makes people say, when I see you, when I meet you, I, there's something different. There's something, there's something more to you. And so that's what we've been working through this summer. Uh, We've talked about courage. We've talked about compassion or tender love. And we've talked about integrity, the ability to speak truth or tough love to people. And how do we do that uh, gently? How do we do that with love? How do we do that without compromise? Tonight, we're going to talk about discipline. Discipline is, uh, so there's two aspects to discipline. Discipline, the first aspect that we know is like, I've done something wrong and I need to be disciplined, right? Like, you know, wait till your dad gets home and then uh, we'll, we'll deal with this. That kind of discipline. And that's not the kind of discipline we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about discipline, which is um, self-control. The ability to set a goal and actually achieve that, right? Uh, the hard work that goes into that. Discipline is delaying gratification, It's choosing to delay my gratification, to work towards something for a greater good down the road. Um, Some of you will exercise. Some of you are into athletics. You know there's no gain with no pain, right? And that's the idea of discipline, isn't it? That there is some current pain for that greater future gain. That's what I mean by delaying gratification that we don't live a McDonald's life. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, what is a McDonald's life? Like, I'm hungry right now. And when I'm hungry right now, I can, like, just pull up to the drive-thru and get, um, I think it's iced coffee. I don't know what they put in there. Somehow my, it's like, I don't know. And um, that little, like, McDoubles, like, I love them, but I don't know what they are. Because it's not really like a hamburger that I would make at home, you know? Um, But wow, does it satisfy in that moment? But then like an hour later, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't know what was in my iced coffee or in that burger. But the combination together in my stomach an hour later does not want to be in my stomach an hour later. You know what I mean? Yeah, some of you do. 
That is that instant gratification life. What is better life for us is that delayed gratification. Actually, I'm going to go home and fire up the barbecue. I'm going to like skip the burger and maybe get something like a nice pork chop or some ribs or a small little steak and put that. Like It takes time and effort to make good food, right? It's not that instant moment, but it sits in your stomach so nice. And it's healthy and it feels good. And, and, and it doesn't just like rot you from the inside out. But we have the McDonald's mentality about life sometimes in everything. And it's not just like, I'm hungry, so I'm going to McDonald's right now. It's, and if you work at McDonald's, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to <laughs> single out McDonald's. It just kind of came out that way. Because I think we all get that the most. And how many of us actually go to Burger King, right? Like, so it's that instant gratification. Do we delay gratification? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, discipline. There's two aspects to it. First is delaying, that willingness to delay gratification. The second, the second aspect I want to talk about is practicing making key decisions in advance. Practice making key decisions in advance. Now, that sounds really weird. So here, here we go. We're going to talk about how does this actually play out in the areas of your life, okay? And I've kind of singled out four areas in our lives where this, like, our, our lives, or maybe our lives in four areas, right? We love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. And we also love our neighbor, right? as ourself. Those are those two key rules. All the law is summed up in this. So then, what are those areas in our lives? So, relationally. Let's talk about relations. Right? These are these are that the heart, right? To me, love the Lord God with all my heart. So what is my heart? Where does that actually lie? I think for me it lies in our relationships, relationally. How do we practice discipline relationally? And why is it important? So delaying gratification. What does that look like relationally? What does that look like? Well, what are the relationships I have? My family and friends. How do I delay gratification with my family and friends? It's being willing to sacrifice for them, right? Being willing to sacrifice so that this relationship moves forward. What about work? Because that's another relational aspect of your life that you're going to come into. And, it, and for now, like a lot of you, work is school. But you also will work towards careers. And some of you are university students. And, and that is work. How are you delaying gratification? How are you putting in the hard work, the discipline, that in the moment, I'm actually going to do my homework now so I don't have to worry about it hanging over my head when I come back from the, the music festival this weekend, right? Like... I'm going to delay that gratification. I'm going to postpone that gratification so that I can get the hard stuff done that needs to get done. What about uh, some of you will be in this situation um, dating, right? That, that working towards a relationship with an intimate person <laughs> where you're looking at a long-term commitment to one another uh, some of you are probably closer to that long-term commitment than others. Um, we're not going to name names. Uh, but we know there are like some serious relationships. 
You are going to be moving towards that in your life. Are you willing to delay gratification? That means, um, how do I explain this? So how many of you have parents? Yeah, all of you. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so we're all working from the same metaphor suddenly. So you've seen your parents, and there are moments in their relationships where they choose instant gratification. And that can be uh, the fact that maybe I really want to watch TV right now, or I want to have a nap right now, Dad says. Not me. Sorry. Don't know how I got in there. Um, Right? But your mom is like, no, we need to do the dishes right now. And if we get that done, and it's like, okay, so there's this conflict. Do I delay my gratification so that there's actual, like, we work together, we get those things done, it brings greater peace to her, it brings greater peace to me, and I'm actually going to sleep better at night for that, right? Have you seen your parents enter into those conversations, into those battles, actually, Often it's conflict, where they're like, we're not going to take the easy route here. So delaying gratification in a relationship is saying we're not going to take the easy road. We're not going to ignore this tough conversation. We're not going to ignore the fact that you and I are good friends, and you're doing something that's hurting you. We need to have this conversation. I'm not going to ignore this so that we feel good right now, but it's a long-term loss, and we're not going to do that. So what's the key? The key to this, so that we're going to make a key decision in advance. The key decision in advance is, I'm going to determine in my heart now how I'm going to act before my action is taken. So know how you're going to act before the action is taken. Relationships, right? If I decide already that I'm not going to compromise on truth in our relationship, then when it comes to a point where we have to have a hard conversation, I've already decided how I'm going to act before that action has to happen. And I'm not going to compromise. Same thing at work. I'm going to enter at the bottom. I'm going to work hard and climb to the top, right? I'm the newbie. (laughs) I got to put in the sweat and the time and the terrible hours to get the better hours, the better shifts, the better opportunities. But I'm going to do that. Why? Because I choose now how I'm going to act when I'm required to have that action. And put in my time. So relationally, what are the key things that you're going to determine beforehand um, to make that decision? All right, what's another aspect? Another aspect is where our heart lies is money financially, is a huge part of our lives. Jesus talks a lot about money. If you stop and read through the Gospels and put a check mark every time Jesus starts talking about money or treasure or where your heart is or what your passions are and how many times people ask him questions about taxes or they're trying to trick him or they come to him and say, Jesus, I live a good life. And what's his answer? Give up everything and follow me. Jesus, I want to follow you, but first let me go and do this. No. If you're following with me, you sacrifice, you serve. Money, financially, where is your heart? What is the hard thing we need to do? What is the discipline that's required 
finances, the delaying of gratification, that can be like, well, saving, right? Budgeting, that long-term goals that you have. There's the pain of delayed gratification now, right? You're out, you're shopping, like, uh, just blow it all. <laughs> because I really want this new sweater, or I really want uh, whatever it is, that new guitar, whatever, like, whatever thing your passion is. Uh, for me, it's board games. Not going to lie. <laughs> I have a list coming. Never mind. Right? Do I delay gratification to make sure that I can afford to do those things? Or am I just pursuing the moment? Am I just pursuing the fun? Look, I'm only young. Well, it's only now. But you're building habits for the long term. So the key to this is to restrict your spending. Have long-term goals. And think with a kingdom mindset. How do I invest in God's initiatives? How do you invest in God's initiatives? Yeah, I'll leave that one. Maybe you can talk about that tomorrow. Uh, two more areas of life where I think we um, are really important for us to understand delaying gratification. So physically, we've done them relationally, financially, physically, and spiritually are the last two where we need to practice delaying gratification, where we need to really understand what it means to set some key objectives ahead of time. Physically, how many of you made your own body? None of us. We're here. We've been given the gift of life. Same thing spiritually. We've been given the gift of spiritual life. Physically, we endure the pain of exercise. Why do you endure the pain? Because you know it's going to be over in half an hour, right? No. You endure the pain because there's long-term gain. Um, how many of you are into sports, have played competitive sports? Do, do you just show up and go? How many of you have to practice? How many of you hate practice? Yeah, so there's a lot of hands going up. <laughs> that Yeah, we all have to practice. It's the same thing. You can't just show up, put your skates on, and play hockey. I can't. I can't play hockey at all. If I just showed up, <laughs> put my skates on, and tried to get on the ice, I would fall on my derriere and <laughs> probably really hurt myself. And because I haven't put in the time, right? I haven't practiced. I don't have any skills. I, haven't, I don't have the physique, you may have noticed. Um, but see, physically, I need to start caring for myself. I need to be really aware of who I am. Why? Because this is not my body. It's a gift from God. And the time I've given is a gift from God. Do you realize that you are a gift from God and that the time you're given is short? It's really short. Care for yourself. So make some key decisions now. One, decide before the moment comes. Man, when my alarm goes off at 5.30 in the morning, I do not want to get up. I'll be really honest with you. But there's a reason I set my alarm for 5.30 in the morning. I made that key decision before time. That to manage my health and to manage my physical life and my spiritual life, 
I'm going to get up at 5.30. So I slowly, like, you know, it started at 6.30, and then it was, like, 6 o'clock, then it was 5.50, and then 5.45, and then slowly worked my way back to 5.30. I tried 5.15. I'm like, heck no. 5.30 it is. <laughs> there's, there's only so much to give here. But I can get up, and I can spend an hour with my coffee and my God in the morning, and then I can put on my running shoes and go out for my jog, walk, whatever it is I'm going to do that day. Um, some days it's a jog, some days it's a walk. But I'm out and I'm physically active. And I'm like, this is for me so that I can be the best me that you want me to be today, God. That's my prayer. So make a plan before time so you don't get into that moment and you're like, oh, it's so easy to hit the snooze. Hit snooze, hit snooze. You know what, just turn my phone off. Forget it. <laughs> I'll wake up when I wake up. Make a plan. Plan before. Your feelings will deceive you. The world's telling you to chase your feelings. Your feelings will deceive you. Because when that alarm goes off, you do not feel like getting up. Amen? Amen. Um, <laughs> and the key is to put your belief into practice. Do you believe you are a spiritual being? Do you believe you have spiritual life? Do you believe that God lives inside you? Yes, yes, and yes. Then put your belief into action. We are spiritual beings. The world tells us that, uh, you know what? I believe there's a God out there, and he's good and all, and I'm a good person and all, and it'll take care of itself. It'll all work out in the end. It'll take care of itself. How many of you heard that? How many of you have friends that believe that? You know what? I'm a good person. It'll all take care of itself. So I've never seen anything go from chaos to order. Right? Like, I don't just throw, like, garden. You have a garden, and you throw all the seeds on the ground. You're like, all right, it'll take care of itself. This is awesome. And you come back, and what's it full of? It's weeds. Like, what happened to the vegetable seeds I threw on the ground? I knew it would take care of itself. We wouldn't do that in a garden. We wouldn't just like walk up to the deck and throw all the wood and the nails at it and go, you know what, it'll take care of itself. I'll come back tomorrow, there'll be a really nice deck at the chapel. Like it, it doesn't happen. Some of you study science, there's this law of entropy, right? Everything is going towards chaos. It's always breaking down. It's not getting better. Your life isn't going to take care of itself. You need to have discipline, self-control. You need to practice what you believe. How do we build our spiritual lives? How do you build your spiritual lives? Three ways. You need input. You need input. Worship, church, gathering together as a body. Input. Read your Bible. Input. Input from God. This will help build your spiritual life. Reflection. You need to reflect. How often do you take time and just reflect on your life? And just stop and say, okay, God, where am I at? We call this prayer. <laughs> but sometimes prayer needs to be really just sitting in silence or with a journal. And just like, okay, God, I don't know what to say to you today. So here's my pen and here's my hand. I'm just going to start writing. Uh, it's, it's cold, it's hot, I don't know. It depends where I am in the chapel. If I'm outside the chapel, it's cold. If I'm inside the chapel, it's really hot, God. 
when I start sweating, I don't know how to think. And like, just like, let it out. <laughs> Had a rough day. Some kid like stole my tuck and it was chocolate bar day. I could have just pounded that kid. <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> okay, God, maybe we have something to talk about. Right? Like, and it just comes out. Try journaling. Try reflecting and seeing, are there things that I need to do more of so that I know God better? God, when I was worshiping today, that song really touched me. I need to listen to some more music like that. Just once a week, it resets me. Thanks, God. Reflect. So have some input, do some reflection. And the last one is abstinence. Ask the question when you're reflecting. Is there some things I need to avoid? God, are there some things in my life that I need to avoid? I get really mad when that kid took my chocolate bar today, God. Why am I so angry that someone stole a chocolate bar that's not even good for me? Is there some kind of, like, something else going on inside of me, God? Is there something I need to avoid? So reflect, abstinence, input. That'll help grow your spiritual life. Set those keys beforehand so that when the moment comes, you've already practiced these things. Look, we all wrestle with different things. We have things, remember that verse we started off with? Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. I mean, we all have things that cling to us, like bungee cords. You know, those things that where you just like, have you seen the training? You know, when they get training and they wrap that big bungee cord around them for their core training, their leg training, and they run and run and run and they run and it, it stretches out and, like, and then eventually it pulls them back, right? It's like this giant bungee cord that keeps pulling you back. How many of you feel like some days you just have that kind of sin in your life? Like, I'm running away from this thing. I'm done with this thing in my life, God. I'm done with materialism. I'm done with my pride. I'm done with alcohol, sex, lying. I'm done with rage. I'm done with being angry about some kid stealing my chocolate bar. And I'm running away from it. And I'm, I'm doing really great. I'm even giving chocolate bars away. And then suddenly it just snaps. And you're right back here. And you're like, that kid takes your chocolate bar. And you're like, I am going to thump you. Right? Like... <laughs> My chocolate bar, buddy, not yours. And so I'm being silly, but you know what I mean? Like, where are those things that just, oh, I run and run and run, and it just grabs me every time. Sometimes we can't see the bungee cords in our lives that are tying us down, or we don't know how to talk about them. If you're struggling relationally, because you can't have, you have that rage, or you avoid tough conversations. And so your family is always like this, just constantly pounding against each other. If you struggle with money, and you're like, I don't know how to do this. I want to give money to God and invest in kingdom things, but I don't know how. I don't know how to care for myself physically. I wrestle with shame, and so I, I do things I don't want to do. 
Spiritually, I'm wrestling. God feels so far away and I don't know how to get close to him. And these bungee cords, sins, just keep pulling me back and bouncing me actually all over the place. Find a friend. Find two. Have two or three friends that you can be real with. Maybe that's a family member. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's an uncle or a grandparent. Maybe it's a pastor or somebody sitting in this room with you tonight. But not just a friend that you have that, you, that talks to you about things, but someone that you are also are helping them. Ah, I'm really struggling with my words right here. But what I mean is like, I want to be able to share with you and I want you to be able to share with me. You call me out and say, I see this bungee cord in your life. Is it dragging you back? And I can say, yeah, it is. Will you help me with that? And you're like, yeah. And I, how is this bungee cord in your life? And I can actually help, help you to take account of what you're doing as well and what's happening in your life. So we can cut some of those cords and maybe we can actually get further down the path. One of the things that I am struck by is it says in um, 2 Chronicles, so we're going back into the Old Testament, um, that God is looking throughout the whole world for people that are pursuing him so that he can strengthen you. So often we think we're in this by ourselves. Man, if I got one or two friends that are speaking into my life and I'm speaking into their lives, and I know that God is on my side. Like he gives us his Holy Spirit. What are the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience. What's the, what's the last one? Self-control. Discipline. Holy stink. Right? God has put himself inside us and given us his spirit to give us self-control. We're not alone in this. Galatians 6 goes on after that verse of self-control to say, carry each other's burdens. Man, we're all going to struggle and have those things we carry and we get stuck with. Help each other out. I think some of these things are really tough. But it should be normal for us to have this kind of life. That we can run and we can throw off the weights that entangle us and we can actually run a race towards God, to finish well. I want to live like a stable Christian life. I don't want to live an exuberant, out there, on a pedestal Christian life. Like, I don't, don't look at me as your role model. <laughs> right? Don't put me on a pedestal, and I won't put you on a pedestal. But I want to live that stable, normal life. Like, that Christian life that says, I have purpose. I'm content. I know that God loves me and he gives me his strength. I have satisfaction. I belong. That should be normal, right? It should be normal to have faith, to be serious about my faith. It should be normal for us to serve others. It should be normal for us to, to sacrifice for others, 
because we love them, because of the discipline we've decided ahead of time for. Man, it should be normal that my body and my money and my relationships and my gifts are laid before God. That should be my normal life. That's my prayer.